uh, number 10, I think might be relevant for me already. So um, <laughs> tell, tell me what is interesting fact number 10. Um, it's actually um, pickleball is good for the aging mind. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. And we are the authors of Where Should We Camp Next? And Where Should We Camp Next? National Parks. This season, we are back with a brand new RV and brand new adventures. Join us now as we cover the best campgrounds, the best rigs, the best food, and the best gear to bring with you when you go. So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. Now, today's episode is an episode I have wanted to do for over two years. I have wanted to do an episode about pickleball and pickleball culture at campgrounds and RV resorts for quite a long time, but I did not have the right person to come on the show and talk about it. I am a complete pickleball novice. I don't know the history of the game, the culture of the game. But I know that it's so popular right now, and it's getting more and more popular at campgrounds. So I wanted to do this episode. Now, I have a friend uh, who just wrote a book about pickleball, and I saw it pop up in her Facebook feed. And she's an RV owner, full-time RVer. And I immediately, my first thought was selfish. I have got to get Julie Galatia on the RV Atlas podcast to talk about pickleball and to talk about her new book which is called Pickleball Points, 125 Interesting and Fun Facts for the Pickleball Enthusiast. So I invited the author, Julie, on the show, and we agreed we'd do three different parts to this podcast. So the first segment, we're going to talk about the basic rules of the game so that you can learn how to play, learn how to keep score, all of that stuff. Because I think a lot of people step onto pickleball courts and they don't know how to score the game. They don't know how to actually play. So segment one, we're just going to go over the basic rules of pickleball. Uh, segment two, Julie's going to give us 12 interesting facts from her book. And that's a really, really uh, cool section of this podcast. And it really is going to make you want to pick up a copy of her book, Pickleball Points, and get over 100 more fun and interesting facts. Then in segment three, Julie comes back and she just gives us a list of, say, 15 different campgrounds that are really good campgrounds that are known to be very good campgrounds that have pickleball courts. And uh, we just run briefly through the list to give you some ideas for places where you can camp if you want to play pickleball when you are camping. So without further ado, we're going to welcome Julie Galusha onto the RV Atlas podcast. She's the author of Pickleball Points, 125 Interesting and Fun Facts for the Pickleball Enthusiast. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Blackstone. The sound of bacon or burgers and steaks sizzling is the sound that you crave this summer. Blackstone is the original flat-top griddle with more than 9 million griddles sold. Blackstone is the way that America cooks in the great outdoors. You can cook everything you can on a traditional grill and a thousand things you can't. Want an incredible breakfast? How about lunch or dinner? The solid steel flat-top infuses the flavors. Pick the size and style that's right for your next camping trip. The 17-inch and 22-inch griddles are easy to store in your RV and still have the space to feed the hungriest army. There's even a portable Blackstone with an air fryer built in. Talk about variety. With Blackstone, you can cook anything, anytime, anywhere. They even make a portable pizza oven that you can bring camping. 
For outdoor cooking fun and flavor that you can't find anywhere else, go wherever griddles are sold or head on over to blackstoneproducts.com. And remember, if it's not a Blackstone, it's not a griddle. Hello, Julie, and welcome to the RV Atlas for the very first time. How are you? I'm great, Jeremy. It's great to be here. I'm so excited to talk about your brand new book, Pickleball Points, 125 Interesting and Fun Facts for the Pickleball Enthusiast. I'm also very excited to meet you because we've known each other a bit over social media. But what I really want to do is like play pickleball with you, but I'm very, I'm like intimidated and I know that it would go badly for me. But anyway, um, Julie, this is your first time on the RV Atlas podcast. So just tell everybody, you know, uh, who are you? How did you get into RVing and pickleball and all that stuff? Just tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive in and talk about your awesome book. Sounds great. I am a semi-retired school teacher. I taught school for 20 years. Um, and when I stopped teaching, I before I stopped teaching, I met my partner, Katrina. And uh, her dream was always to be on the road have an RV, be on the road and travel. And so that's what happened when we met each other. We talked about it a lot and we bought our first RV and we bought our first RV just about a year and a half ago. So we're new to RVing um, and we were just traveling and camping for a while. And now we actually live in it full time and we live in Florida full time in our RV. Now, did you both play pickleball or did, did did the love of pickleball come once you got into the RV culture? Because, you know, obviously pickleball is huge in RVing right now. We didn't really know anything about pickleball at all until we moved here into this RV resort where we have three pickleball courts. And we met some friends in the pool one day who just said, hey, would you like to learn how to play pickleball? And they had some extra paddles that they let us use. And they taught us how to play. And that was just about 13 months ago. So we're you, brand and, new to pickleball as well. And you f- and fell in love, though. Like got, like, got really passionate about it quick. Absolutely. Yes. We, they taught us all the basic rules because the basic rules can be a little tricky. Um, but we were both paddle sport, paddle sport players. I was a tennis player previously. Katrina was a racquetball player. And so... We already had a love for that type of sport where you're using a racket slash paddle and hitting a ball. And um, so, yeah, we loved it. We loved we loved our friends that taught us how to play. Uh, We loved that they wanted to teach us. And that's kind of a passion, too. When you when you meet somebody who wants to play pickleball. You want to teach them how to play pickleball because it's just a fun sport. But we. yeah, we went directly to the store here locally to buy uh, paddles and we walked in and um, we walked in and Katrina said, so um, we're here to buy rackets. And the salesman said, first of all, they're paddles. And then that's how we learned that, okay, they, it has its own vernacular. <laughs> they, everything is called, you know, that, I mean, the paddles are the Paddles are paddles, not rackets. And but we also he also said shoes are more important than paddles. So we actually bought court shoes first, and we just rented a couple paddles, took them, and just tested them out. And anyway, the rest is history because now we just love the sport so much. 
and it's a very social sport, right? I mean, obviously it can get very intense like any other sport, but a big, a big part of it is the like community and the friends and the hanging out. And it, I mean, goodness gracious, it's perfect for RVers is I guess what I'm thinking and perfect for campgrounds. It really is. We um, obviously have met most of the people that we are friends with, good friends with here in this RV resort. We've been here um, for about a year, a little over a year and um, our pickleball players, that's who we know. Every night, nine o'clock every day, pickleball. That's that's when it's on the schedule. There's like um, advanced, they call it advanced pickleball. So that's when we head up to the pickleball courts and that's where everybody is. And especially when when the snowbirds come back and that's usually around November or so. It's just, that's where everybody gathers. Now, now obviously any game is hard to master. This is obviously you had to learn the nomenclature. You had to get some equipment, but it's an approachable sport too, right? I mean, isn't that a huge part of this this huge rise in popularity? Is that you can get out there and and start having fun really quickly, you know, as opposed to like, oh, I'm going to go skiing for the first time. You know, it can be intimidating. It can be a lot of falling. Uh, I, I'm not. I don't want to be like, oh, pickleball is an easy sport, but is it an easy sport to get into? It is, and I think it's the draw. There's there are a lot of draws. One of them is it's a, it's a small court. It is, um, you know, it, the the rules are relatively easy. Even though you might have people argue that, but I think that the rules are pretty easy. Um, the basic rules are just to hit the ball over the net with the paddle, right? And it's just and it's fun. And everybody everybody that we've come in contact with um, are just they're not that competitive where it feels like you're not welcome on the court. I think right. that everyone wants everyone to learn how to play and to be good and to understand the the strategies. And so everybody just basically chips in to, to help everybody become better pickleball players. So I love to hear that it's welcoming to new people. Cause I always feel with uh, any young sport or any hobby if you're not welcoming to your beginners, eventually that thing will die, right? Eventually that thing, it'll stop growing. Pickleball players partly probably want to get more people into it because you want to show up at campgrounds and have pickleball courts for goodness sake, right? Uh, you want to exactly. build that. Yeah, you want to build that culture around it. So you made kind of a nice segue though into the basic rules. So I really, uh, I want your help on this personally, but I want every, all of our podcast listeners to walk away from this and like know how to play pickleball or at least be able to refer back to this episode. Um, so let's just you know, break it down for us, the basic rules of the game. Treat us all like novices and tell us how to play. Okay. Well, first of all, um, there are doubles and singles, but most of the people, I think doubles, if you're not familiar with a paddle sport or a racket sport at all, you know, doubles are when two players on, are on either side of the court. Um, but most of us play doubles because no one wants to be running around the court all by yourself on getting all the balls. So um, first of all, you have two players on either side of the court and the um, there's every, every point starts with a serve. So, you know, the server is usually is always the one on the right side of the court. If you're facing your opponents, the person on the right side of the court and they serve the ball and it's just, a, it's a plastic ball. kind of looks like a wiffle ball. And your paddle is, it's a solid paddle. It doesn't have a net like a, like a, uh, or a, yeah, like a net like, like a, a tennis, tennis racket. Uh, racket. Yeah, a tennis racket would. Um, and you, but you have to 
hit the ball underhanded. So if you ever watch tennis, they they hit the ball, they they serve the ball overhand. Can't do that in pickleball. You have to serve it underhand, and it has to. You have to have the paddle below your belly button when you when you when you make contact with it and in an upward motion. So you you serve diagonally onto the other side. Now, if you can't see a pickleball court, it's kind of hard to describe where you're hitting the ball, but there's a box. So you're hitting the ball into the box um, in the diagonal on the other side. And then that team, whoever receives the ball, hits the ball back. One of the things that, that I had a hard time with, because I was a tennis player, I always wanted to serve the ball and rush the net. I don't know if any, if, if, if your listeners played tennis, they might know what that means. I would serve the ball and I'd run up to the net because that's the best position for me to be at. You can't do that in pickleball. You have to wait because the return has to bounce before you can hit it. Okay. Okay. So it, after that, then play just commences and people, you hit the ball back and forth until there's a fault, until the ball is hit out or it's hit into the net. Now, when it's, when you serve and it comes back at you, it has to bounce before you can hit it. Then does yes. it, does that have to happen every time where it has to bounce before you can hit it? Or can you spike it in the air as the player receiving the ball? The player receiving the ball can never, the player receiving the, the serve has to let it bounce. And then the, the person receiving the serve that, that hits it back to the server, the server needs to let it bounce. You can't okay. spike it out of the air. Okay, gotcha. Those, so, so when you serve the ball, it has to bounce twice. It has to bounce on the receiver side, and then it has to bounce on the server side, and then play can commence. Okay, great. So, does that make sense? Do, yes, yes. So, <laughs> okay. And so, and then, so, where do we go from there in terms of basic rules, scoring, all of that stuff? Tell us what we need well, to know. Um, there, the, the one very important thing about pickleball is the kitchen. Um, if you've heard anything about pickleball you hear the word kitchen a lot. The kitchen is a, an area on either side of the net that expands seven feet on either side of the net. It's, there's a line there um, to, to delineate that, that area. That is a place that you cannot stand in if you wanna spike the ball out of the, out of the air. So that's one very important thing to remember. And that's, that's, that was another hard thing for me because I wanted to stand at the net, you can't. It backs you up seven feet, so you any 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 shot that you hit, you have to stand behind. You have to be standing behind the line to hit it in the air. But if it bounces into the kitchen, you can go into the kitchen and hit it, and then get back out of the kitchen. So, without seeing a pickleball court, it's kind of hard to explain. But um, that's one very important thing to remember when you are playing pickleball. But the scoring. Um, at the beginning, at the beginning of a doubles match, um, you have you have the two players, right? The server serves, and at the very beginning, the the server only gets one serve before. Then, if there's a fault, then the ball goes to the other side, and then they serve. I'm not sure if that's called anything, but it's just at the beginning of the of the match or at the beginning of the game, the serving team only gets one serve. Okay. But then, and, and but then when it goes over to the other side, then both of the players get to serve. So the first player serves again, the person on the right side of the court. Uh, and then once there's a fault, then the other player 
gets to serve and um, until there's a fault. So there's a, so both players on the side get to serve and then the player, then the, then the ball goes to the other side to be served by the other team. And it always um, switches that always, way. It's not, it's not like you keep serving if you're scoring. It, it always follows that rotation. Well, that's a really good, I guess I didn't make it super clear. Um, there is a, the, the one player serves. And then if you win that point, because you can only win a point, that's another thing with pickleball, you can only win a point on your serve. So if you win that serve, then the player switch sides and that same player serves again, but to the opposite side. So diagonally the other way. Ah, so they and you switch keep switching and you and would fo- continue with that pattern. While they're still winning if you with keep scoring. that particular server, right? And then there's a fault. And then no matter, you, you could have you won five points on your serve. You still, the other player still gets to serve. So that's the, that's, uh. that is server number two, basically. So there's server number one, server number two on the double side. I'm thinking that that is one of the primary sources of confusion for people like me that are new players is, is just getting that basic system of how you serve down. Exactly. Cause like beyond that, beyond that, you're just, you're hitting the ball over the net. But I, so I, mm-hmm. so RV, you know, RV Atlas listeners out there get this part down. Okay. Mm-hmm. In terms of how the serving <laughs> works. And then, then, then you can go from there. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that was probably that was another thing that was very and, and, and not only that during the game, people have forgotten what the score is and whose serve it was just because as the, as the as the, you know, the ball gets hit back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. So much time has gone by. We're like, OK, who served that and whose serve is it like or whose, whose serve is it and what's the score? Like it was it's always it's a little tough sometimes. But when you're calling out the score, too, because before if you've ever watched a tennis match or a pickleball you say the the score before you serve so the server is going to say the score and it consists of three numbers it consists of the first number which is the serving team's score the second number is the opposing team's score and the third number is what server are you so if um you know our score is three and the opposing team's score is two and i'm the very first server of the two of us, of the two, I, it would be three, two, one. That is the score before you hit the ball. So you re-identify every time what number server you are. Exactly. So that you can consistently follow that pattern. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then if you win that, and then if you win the one point there, you switch sides, and it's now it's four, two, and you're still server number one. Like that doesn't change. A lot of people think that it, it, it's whatever side of the court you're on, right or the left side, but it has, it's not that. It's when the ball comes to you, whoever is standing in that right side is server number one. And the other person is ser- server number two when they get to serve. Strategically, when you get seri- more serious about the game, you know, like you're trying to win, right? Uh, do you put the stronger player or the stronger server as server one? Or, or does it not matter? Well, at the at the beginning of the game, you can determine that. But at the as the game commences, it doesn't. Whoever is standing on that right side of the court is automatically server number one when the ball comes back over. Does that make gotcha. sense? So you yes. can't, yeah. Whoever's standing because you're switching sides as you win points. So when the ball comes back to you, whatever side you're standing on, 
makes determines what server you are. And you're only able to score when you're serving, correct? That is correct. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's called I think that's called rally scoring. So, so if somebody only... on defense, you know, wails it back on you and uh, and you don't get it, they they just win the serve back. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I'm, excited. I'm getting just, excited yeah. because I want to. I want to <laughs> actually. Well, I want to actually do this right next time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Before I hit record, I was telling you our family has different rules every time we play, and I would like to actually get it. Like, I want to play the right way, for goodness' sake. Um, and honestly, yeah. it doesn't seem any more or less confusing than tennis. It's just you just got to learn it. You know, you and, have to learn the rules, right? Yeah, and a lot of people play a couple. If you're only playing a couple times a year, like we have at this point then, you know, you're starting from scratch every time. But once you start playing regularly, then, you know, you want to get the rules right. So anything else in terms of basic rules that, like, that, we, that we have to know to play the game right? The only other thing that I can add for beginners is that the score, you, you play to 11. You play to 11 and you have to win by two. So a final score could be 11 to nine. It could be 12 to 10. It could be, you know, but it can't be 11 to 10. So you have to get to 11 and win by two. So they can be quick games. Like how does etiquette work at the RV, at the campground slash RV resorts that you guys have been to? Like, are, are you, how long do you stay on? Do you reserve the court? Do you walk on and keep the court for an hour? Obviously, you're not going to go out and play one game because that could be 10 minutes. Uh, how does that work? Are you guys scheduling blocks of time or or how do you deal with that side of it well at our rv park i can't speak for others but for this one uh, we actually have a a little place where you can put your paddles in so everybody lines their paddles up in this tube that has holes in it and the four players the first four players that have their paddles in that in the tube go out and play and then when they finish their game they come back out, they put their paddles back in. It's sometimes winners go on one side, the losers go on the other side. And then the next four players grab their paddles and go out. So it depends. We have three courts. And so there's a lot of rotation that's happening. But you just play one game and, you, and you're out. Oh, and then you get back in line. For so the have most you, part, yeah. For the most part. Have you ever heard or seen uh, like a place where the winner just stays on indefinitely? Like when I grew up playing basketball, like the team that won could play for four hours. Like does that ever happen? Or do you think that that's more common the way you just explained it? Sometimes that happens if, again, we have, since we have three courts, if we only have 12 players, the winners can stay out all day long because we have that many people but if as as more people come during the during the season um and we have 10 people waiting at the tables then the winners don't stay but sometimes it just depends on the numbers and if there are enough players to to play and and no one is sitting out too long then are you and katrina are you and katrina dominant we are at so your good. at your particular i, I mean are people afraid? <laughs> are people afraid? I mean, is there, um, is there, say, is, are you guys like getting that good? I mean, we're, we're pretty good. We are, uh, we are committed to being really good players, but I think, um, I, I, I think that people see us as two of the stronger players here at the park. I really do. do you, and I did win one of the tournaments. So. Awesome. I mean, we can and, talk more about that, but no, I'm just playing. Um, 
Yeah, well, tell, won... t- tell me, tell us. Well, every every month they have a have a um, have a tournament, and it's I think that I think November October maybe is when it started. So it goes from October maybe for five months during the season. It's when everybody's here. Um, it's just a casually put together tournament, but it is a it's pretty serious. Everyone really wants to win, uh, but you get it, it, you just draw numbers and you get random partners. So it's fun. Oh. You never know who you're going to play. You don't have the same like Katrina and I. We say that we're each other's favorite partner because it's true. But I love playing with her. She's she's good and and kind and it's just it's just fun, right? It's just a fun um, duo with the two and of you, us. But... Well, and you know uh, you know how each other play, which like that's a huge advantage. exactly. Yeah. And she's a lefty, so that's fun because that that throws people off. They don't realize she's a lefty until she burns them with her left hand, and then they're like, "Oh, oh, 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 okay, now." But, um, but yeah, we uh, the, the tournament is it's just a ton of fun. Um, anybody can sign up, and it's it, there's no set number, so we can have. Um, it's gone. It usually goes for two or three hours, and every it's a rotation. Everybody plays seven games, I believe it is, and then whoever has the highest score at the end, because you're you're having you have different partners so if if my partner and i win then we each have 11 points and we just we stop at 11 we don't do the two point rule for the tournaments because that then the games could go on forever because sometimes those oh, you're winning by two could take a really long time that's a good adjustment um, yeah the, i like that too so we come off the court and we say we got we, we both had 11 points so they write all the points down and at the end of the day whoever has the most points wins so I won in November. I did not win any of the other tournaments. That was my, that was my crowning glory there. So I got to hang a banner on the, on the RV and, and have bragging rights. Well, I just love, I love the whole culture of it at the campground. So we're going to come back in a second and Julie is going to share 12 interesting facts about pickleball that are gleaned or pulled from her new book, which is called Pickleball Points. 125 interesting and fun facts for the pickleball enthusiast. Uh, But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Camco. Camco is one of our favorite companies in the outdoor recreation industry. For more than 50 years, they have remained a trusted North Carolina-based manufacturer specializing in innovative products for the RV, marine, outdoor living, and outdoor recreation markets. You may know them best by their American-made Rhino sewer hoses, Taste Pure water filters, EvoFlex drinking water hoses, and TST toilet chemicals. But their lineup of products doesn't end there. Camco continues to deliver products that bridge the gap between you and your next great adventure. From portable grills and campfires to ease lift hitches and power grip electrical adapters, they seem to be doing it all. There's a saying that if you own an RV, you are sure to own a Camco product or two. And it's true. We still use Camco products that we bought 12 years ago when we started RVing. This year, we are stocking up our new RV with go-to Camco products like their collapsible laundry basket and their life is better at the campsite dishes and mugs. Head to CampcoOutdoors.com to check out all of the cool stuff that Camco makes and get 10% off your entire order with our discount code RVATLAS10. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are here with my friend Julie Galusha, and we are talking about her book, Pickleball Points, 125 Interesting and Fun Facts for the Pickleball Enthusiast. Uh, and Julie is kind enough to share 12 of those interesting and fun facts. And if you want the rest of them, you're going to have to go buy her book. 
and RV Atlas listeners, we want you to support the authors that come on this show. And Julie, the book's available on Amazon right now, correct? It is. Yes, you can have it in print or Kindle. Love it. All right, so give us a taste of the 125 facts. Let's get started with 12 fun facts, uh, 12 fun and interesting facts about pickleball. Okay. Um, I, there are, in the book itself, there are a lot of different categories of facts. So I just kind of picked my favorites out of those, um, the facts. And the first one is, it is the, no kidding, fastest growing sport in the country. If you I Google think that- it and say, what is the fastest growing sport? Pickleball, 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 pickleball. So it is growing quickly. And I would say we have campground owners who listen to the podcast. And I would, look, it's, you know, it costs money to add a pickleball cord. But in the grand scheme of things, my guess would be it costs a lot less money than adding water slides or a lot of other features you could add. And I would think for the joy it brings to people, I think every campground owner should take a look at their budget for improvements and see if this is something that's possible. Because I think that you could do it relatively cheaply, not that I've built a pickleball cord anytime recently. And I think that then, and Julie, you correct me if I'm wrong. I think that, that RVers who pickleball will come to you. <laughs> they will seek you out, right? Um, I think Absolutely. that uh, ignore the pickleballers at your own peril campground owners. All right, so what's our next interesting fact? <laughs> the next one is uh, a lot of people think that pickleball is a brand new sport. It's not. It's been around since 1965. It was actually developed by just three dads who came home from a golfing outing and found their kids bored and wanting something to do. So they just went to, basically went to the garage and found different items that they could they could um, come up with and created a brand new game. So, that's, so it, that's how it was developed by just three dads. Like 50 plus years ago, and it's having its moment now. Is there, is there some reason why it's exploded or is there some definitive, uh, you know, reason why it's become so popular or is it just very organic in terms of its growth? As far as I know, I think it's just organic. I think it's gained popularity because a lot of, I think when it was first developed and in its early stages, it was considered more of a game for older people. Well, now it's gaining popularity with the younger generation as well. So I think that could point to the popularity. I'm not certain, but that's what I think. All right, great. So tell us about the first Pickleball website. The first Pickleball website was called Pickleball Stuff, and it was launched in 1999. So 24 years ago, there was an actual Pickleball website, um, and it listed um, it listed places to play. Um, in, 19, in 2003, it listed 39 places to play in North America. That's, That's crazy. not very many. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's there's probably right? 39 places to play in in, in certain neighborhoods <laughs> in, no, yeah, in Florida. I could, we could, yeah, we could we could throw we could throw a pickleball around here somewhere and and hit that many courts. This this down here where we live. It's crazy. But that um then a new then a new website popped up called placestoplay.org which still exists. You can go on and try to find and find a place to play. Um and it lists um, and well, it's listed today when this when this book was published, over eleven thousand places to play. Uh, so I'm noticing. I'm noticing a, short years. 
oh my gosh, that's a that's explosive growth. And what I'm noticing at at some campgrounds and and at some resort hotels is they're taking the tennis courts and turning them into pickleball courts, or they're they're taking one of the tennis courts and turning it into a pickleball court or whatever. They're they're reassigning that space. Mm-hmm. And this is a, I don't want to put you on the spot, but is is there like a decline in interest in tennis among casual players be, because of the rise of pickleball? Is is pickleball converting people? You know, I don't know. I think I was a tennis player and I find pickleball exponentially more fun. That's my own you know, opinion of the sport. But um, I don't know. I just think that it's just gained so much popularity and people want to play. So they're, they're building spaces for people to play. You can fit four pickleball courts on one tennis court. Oh my gosh. So yeah, you can get more, but, more people playing, more people being active in your space. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Exactly. Right? So what is the and they fourth? Do take, they, uh, the fourth is. No, no, no. Go ahead. Finish um, your thought. Finish your well, thought. No, well, no, I, I was just, I was just saying that um, there are a lot of, and I don't, and I've heard that this is not popular with tennis players, that they can actually take tennis courts and line them for pickleball. Yeah, so, I've seen that so, too. I can see why tennis players yeah. would be annoyed because then it becomes con- visually confusing. I would think so. Yeah, there are a lot of a lot of extra lines that you're not sure what to do with, or that they just yeah you know, they get mumbled up. Um, okay, the fourth fact is that um, there is an actual something that is considered the pickleball capital of the world, and it's in Naples, Florida. It's at a, um, it's at the uh, the Naples Pickleball Center of East Naples Community Park. And it's considered the pickleball capital of the world. And this is not where it originated necessarily, but it is uh, it has become the the home base for pickleball, all things pickleball. It has. There are they have um, major tournaments there. Love it. Okay, what is our fifth interesting fact? Uh, I checked this. I, I double checked this before the uh, before the podcast. Recording and Annalee Waters is still the number one player, women's player in the in the world. Um, she's 16 years old. So we've talked oh. about the popularity becoming you know, with the younger generation. She is number one in all three of the different women's divisions, which is which, which are that women's singles, women's doubles, and mixed doubles. So she is number one in all three of those. Oh my God. And a whole career. I mean, 16, 16 years old, a whole career yeah. ahead of her. Amazing. I think she was actually, yeah. And I think she was actually number one when she was 15 as well, but she has since turned 16. So it's, if you she want to watch be... a, a player play, she's amazing. Oh my gosh. I'm totally going to find some stuff on YouTube. I want to see how good, how good the best is. Um, she's no... amazing. She actually also played with her mother. I didn't you know. I, I, that's in the book as well. I, I just gave an extra point. Um, but yeah, she used to play with her mother. They were, a they were a, a um, women's doubles team together. That is so cool. I'm totally going to look her up. So yeah, interesting fact yeah. number six, pickleball is noisier than tennis, correct? It's nothing that you think about really. Like you don't think about the noise of there are actually, there have been some lawsuits, um, placed by some people because their, their noise around them has become loud because of pickleball because of the plastic ball and the hard paddle and the smaller court that makes the 
the hits closer together, the sound and everything of the of the game is is louder than tennis. Have you ever been at a campground where there was like tension over that, or do you think it, at, in the campground setting it's maybe not not as problematic? There are people here that have complained about it, so yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! See, I like I love the sound of sport and of people playing games and I having fun. I mean, I, I could see like okay, ten o'clock, turn the lights off or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, that seems yeah, there are me- some. There are some hours that quiet hours that you. Can't I think play they're just jealous but. that they're not that they're not playing pickleball. Okay, Julie. So now there's actually different uh, balls for indoor and outdoor pickleball, which I did not know. Uh, partly because I've never played inside. So what's the difference there? Well, I thought this was interesting just because I was a tennis player. So if I played indoors or outdoors, I used the same tennis ball. It's a tennis ball, but in pickleball, there are different balls uh, for the indoor um player that it's a it's a they're the same shape they're the same size but it's a softer ball and it has fewer holes the holes are larger and so there are fewer of them for an outside outdoor game it's a harder ball and there are more holes there's smaller holes they bounce differently on different surfaces i have never personally played indoors so i've never had a chance to play indoors with an indoor ball but i have played outdoors with an indoor ball and it's a completely different experience i did not know that i did yeah, not know that interesting. all right so so that's number, why it's an interesting fact and the book has a 125 of them and everyone is going <laughs> to run out and buy pickleball points 125 <laughs> interesting and fun facts for the pickleball enthusiast now number eight is really cool i was very encouraged to see this so what is your eighth interesting fact about pickleball the eighth is just amazing it's an inc- inclusive sport and by that, I mean, if they have made rules, and I don't know the specific rules because I, I, I am not in a wheelchair, but there are rules that allow for a person in a wheelchair and a standing player to actually play as a team. That's awesome. It's amazing. I don't, I don't know the specifics, but I just thought that was a super amazing fact. Well, let's get everybody playing, right? I mean, that that exactly. is a really cool aspect of of this game. So that's that's a, again a welcoming aspect to the culture of pickleball is is what I'm kind of gleaning from this too. So, um, interesting fact number nine. Um, we kind of covered this in our in our basic rules, but you can only score a point on your serve in tennis. Every single, every single point is a point or every single, you know, back and forth fault, you get a point. But with pickleball, you can only score a point on your serve. I kind of like that you have to win the ball back, as it were. You have to win the serve back. I like, I like that part of the game. Absolutely. Uh, number 10, I think might be relevant for me already. So um, <laughs> tell, me, tell me what is interesting fact number 10. <laughs> um, it's actually, um, pickleball is good for the aging mind. And it actually is recommended by doctors for people with Parkinson's. That's fantastic. Just, I mean, obviously being outside, fresh air, exercise, I'm sure all of those things are good, mm-hmm. but also just, just the, 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 the rules, keeping a framework in place, keeping the score, all of those things. I mean, the mind is active during any Absolutely. sport, right? Um, but this is, this is a sport that is maybe more accessible for people that are older or even in a wheelchair, for goodness sake, which is awesome to hear. Absolutely. Um, interesting fact number 11. And then just go right into 12. Okay. 
well, 11, I just, I just saw a new place this morning that's being built. There are actually places around the country that are just popping up that have a concept of pickleball and food and, and drinks. And it's just this big, this entire culture that's being built around pickleball to just bring people in and get, get everybody involved and, and, and like, I don't even know what else to say about that, but it's exciting. It is exciting. It's exciting when something like takes off organically like that too. Like it doesn't seem like there's some business or association or somebody making money off of it. It seems like, you know, it seems like it's growing and evolving rapidly and organically because it is a joyful game that people are are playing and wanting to play more. I mean, after we played in Carolina Pines last spring, we came home and we bought our own paddles, not rackets, right? Did I get that right? Good job. And, good we, job. and we and we ordered like a box of balls from Amazon. Uh and and we I started to seek out my local courts. Uh and I think that so many different people can play. Just about anybody can play. And you can take it as far as you want in terms of being really, really good and the game being played wicked, wicked fast. Or, you know, I can play with my 10 year old. And what's crazy is we're kind of equal, right? You know, I'm 48. I'm playing with my 10 year old and we're kind of evenly matched and have a a great game, which uh, you can't say that about a lot of different games. So it's a very, I don't know, is it corny to say it's a very democratic game? I think that you're 100% right about that. It sure is. Love it. All right. So we're going to come back and you're just going to, you. and I'm so thankful you did this. You've just got a list of great campgrounds with uh, good pickleball courts. So we're going to run through that list. We'll be back in a second. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at RV SnapPad. Meet the world's only permanent jack pad. RV snap pads attach permanently to your RV leveling jack so you don't have to carry around blocks of wood or plastic blocks to level your towable or motorized RV. Simply snap them on one at a time and you're all set. RV snap pads go on in seconds and provide a lifetime of stability on the road. They are built for wanderers, adventurers, and vacationers just like you. SnapPad also now makes non-permanent leveling accessories for plastic levelers and buckets. They make everything you need to have the best leveling experience possible in your RV. We added RV snap pads to our travel trailer two years ago and love their durability, design, and functionality. They also make setting up and breaking down camp faster and easier. Finally, SnapPad recently collaborated with Camco Manufacturing to release the most durable, rugged, and stable scissor jack stabilizer available today. Head over to rvsnappad.com and use their Submit Your Rig tool to answer a few quick questions, and they will find you the perfect set of snap pads for your towable or motorized RV. Join the RV SnapPad revolution today. To find out more, visit rvsnappad.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are here with my friend Julie Galusha, who is the author of a brand new book called Pickleball Points, 125 Interesting and Fun Facts for the Pickleball Enthusiast. We did the first segment on the basic rules of the game. And during the second segment, we pulled directly from that book and Julie shared 12 interesting points. And my goodness, there's over 100 more interesting points in the book. So go get the book. And now we're just going to quickly run through some great campgrounds that have pickleball courts. And initially, I said something like, Julie, can you find some places that have great pickleball courts? And you said, well, I, want, I found places that are great campgrounds that we want to actually like recommend these are great campgrounds. 
that have pickleball courts. So just give us the list. Where are some places across the country where people can look to go on an RV trip and play some pickleball? Well, first of all, right here where we live in sunny Florida, we live at an RV resort called Sunkissed Village RV Resort, and we have pickleball courts here, three beautiful courts. Um, but we also have been to a, another um, campground in Connecticut, and it was uh, Mystic, Sun Outdoors Mystic in Old Mystic, Connecticut. So we've actually been to that campground. Um, but some other ones I found that just look like they have amazing views and amenities. And um, there's a camp, camp, Camp Finfo, Texas Hill Country in New Braunfels, Texas. Um, sun Outdoors. I think a lot of the Sun Outdoors uh, RV resorts are putting in pickleball courts. I think you like took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. I saw I saw online that they're they're doing pickleball courts pretty much at all of their or, or many I shouldn't say all many of them because they know what's up because exactly. they know what's they know. up yeah they do yeah they do so the uh, the one in Rocky Mountains in uh, the Sun Outdoors Rocky Mountains in Granby Colorado um, Leaf Verde RV Resort in Buckeye Arizona they're everywhere they're all over the country Tampa East RV Resort in Dover Florida again back here in Florida. You can't go wrong with Florida. There are a lot of pickleball courts in Florida. Uh, the Sun and Fun RV Resort in Sarasota, Florida. Camp Margaritaville in Pigeon Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Yes, which we, my family went to last <laughs> summer. Loved the campground. Was so happy you put it on the list. And they had really, really nice brand new pickleball courts. So if you're doing Great Smoky Mountains National Park, but you also want a resort, and it's five o'clock somewhere. Okay. Uh, that was, a, <laughs> I, that was an awesome one. I can personally vouch for what, what else you got. Uh, we got one in Palm Springs, Joshua tree. It's a KOA in desert hot Springs, California. Um, Monte Vista RV resort in Mesa, Arizona. Uh, there's one in the, in the Midwest sun retreats, rock river and hill Hillsdale, Illinois. Um, sun outdoors, Petoskey, Bay Harbor in Petoskey, Michigan. Another one in the South Carolina Pines in South, I'm sorry, in Conway, South Carolina. Been there, done that, played some great pickleball there. So I can, that, that's an awesome one for those of you who like vacation near Myrtle. Amazing. Madison Vines in Madison, Virginia. Um, Austin, Texas, Austin, Texas, Austin Lone Star in Austin, Texas. Um, another Sun Outdoors. Oh, wait, we already talked about that one. Sun Retreats Wild Acres in Old Orchard Beach, Maine, uh, Lake George RV Park in Lake I was there George, 10 New years York. ago. I was there I was there before it at Pickleball Courts, but that's it's Lake a, it's very, No, the one in um Old Orchard Beach, Maine. It's a very nice campground. Oh, nice. And, and Maine is just an amazingly beautiful state. Um oh, and there's one in Danforth Bay, Danforth Bay Camping and RV Resort in Freedom, New Hampshire. And obviously that just scratches the surface of all of the Amazing it's a great list, though. It's, a, it, it, it's actually a really useful list to get started for people because there's places all over the country. And as you were reading the list and pointing out that Sun Outdoors is so strong, you know, you mentioned one KOA. Like, I would like to see KOA make it a standard feature, too, right? You're talking 500 plus KOAs. You can't force franchisees to build a pickleball court, right? Because for, you know, 450 or so of those are not owned by KOA. But they should be motivating their owners to build these pickleball courts. Absolutely. I want to see them everywhere I go. 
I want to see him everywhere I go. So we're going to come back in a second. I do too. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I know you do. And I want to play with Ooh. you guys, even though I'm intimidated, I will still come out and I will ask you to spot me five points and we're going to play. Um, we're going to come we'll back in a second. We'll I'm sure you will. And we're going to wrap up the show. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Yogi Bears, Jellystone Park, Camp Resorts. Our family has been staying at Jellystone Park locations for 12 years. There are more than 75 Jellystone Park locations across the United States and Canada. And each one is unique. But our kids love them all because each Jellystone Park location has fun attractions like pools, water slides, splash grounds, mini golf, laser tag, and jumping pillows. Plus, there are tons of activities all day and all night long, such as foam parties, dance parties, wagon rides, tie-dye, and movie nights. They even have themed weekends like Chocolate Lovers Weekend, Christmas in July, and Halloween weekends in the fall. Of course, we can't forget the fun of hanging out with Yogi Bear, Boo Boo, and Cindy Bear. And at Jellystone Park, you can stay in your RV or enjoy one of their awesome glamping accommodations as many of their locations offer luxury cabins, yurts, covered wagons, and more. Make Jellystone Park a part of your family's vacation in 2023 because it's not just a campground. It's a Jellystone Park. To learn more and to book your vacation today, visit JellystonePark.com. That's JellystonePark.com. And please don't forget to tell Yogi Bear that Jeremy and Stephanie said hello. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are wrapping things up with Julie Galusha. She's the author of Pickleball Points, 125 Interesting and Fun Facts for the Pickleball Enthusiast. You're going to want to pick this book up because we only gave you 12 of the fun facts today, maybe 13. I think an extra one slipped in there. But you're going to want to go to Amazon, grab a copy of this book, support Julie, and support all the great authors that we have on the RV Atlas podcast. Uh, Julie, thank you so much. So what is what is next for you guys in terms of pickleball and RVing? I mean, are we, are we heading somewhere new? Are we kind of staying in the same place? Are we looking for more tournaments? Are you looking to um, dethrone that 16-year-old world champion and become the number one in the world? What, what's next for, for you and Katrina as RVers and pickleball players? Oh, well, we are going, we, we are going to be here in Florida for a little bit longer, or at least until the end of March next year in 2024. Uh, we are going on a little uh, camp camping trip into Savannah. I'm not sure because I did not ask Katrina if it has pickleball courts, which is my fault. But we have thought about moving here from this, uh, from this spot here in Florida and looking at other campgrounds, but we are avoiding all of the campgrounds that don't have pickleball courts because now we are addicted to pickleball and we cannot go anywhere and stay for an extended amount of time without access to pickleball courts that we can just ride our bikes to. And yeah, and I was going to say like, what a, what a nice perk to full-time RV life when you, when you do land or stay somewhere with the courts, because you're walking or maybe at the most riding your bike, you don't even have to hop into the car to go play pickleball and you can roll right back to your RV at the end of it. So what a, what a cool part of contemporary RV life. I, I, I love it. And uh, I just want to see more and more of it. And like we keep, I now keep the pickleball paddles and balls in the RV. They're in my front storage bin. And I don't know from place to place necessarily if everybody has it, but I just keep them in there because if, if we show up and there's a pickleball court, Wes is going to want to play. Max oh, and Theo totally. are going to want to play. Uh, and Jeremy and Stephanie are going to want to play. So Julie, thank mm -hmm. you so much. I wish you the best with the book 
and hope to have you back on the show one day to talk about pickleball again. That'd be great. That'd be great. Thank you so much for having me, Jeremy. It was a blast. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the RV Atlas. To find out more about the topics discussed on this show, head on over to the RVAtlas.com. And to join the friendliest group of RVers, head on over to the RV Atlas group on Facebook and make sure to join us on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram at the RV Atlas. If you enjoy our show, please consider leaving us a review over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And we will see you at the campground. See you at the campground.